and we are back with another episode of the Morning Skate. This is episode 227, uh, week seven of the NHL. I'll tell you what, I'm pumped. A lot of cool things have happened this week. Uh, you know, I feel like every week we kind of go through, and the last couple weeks, Browning's been filling out the docker. Like, when I'm filling out the doc, like, normally you fill it down, you're like, okay, like, we have some stuff to talk about. I feel like this week, like, I'm pumped to talk about pretty much everything that we put in the doc. So I'm excited about that. Um, this is your host, Ked. I'm joined by Brownie. Brownie, how's it going, brother? I'm back, back from the woods of Maine, back in the subterranean dwelling, the Bat Cave here outside of Boston. Uh, ready to go. Yeah, I agree with you about the doc. It's funny when uh, throughout the week I'll listen to podcasts or I'll be looking online and I see stuff and I put it in my notes and I constantly am putting stuff in my notes. And this week you did the doc and I think we had complete overlap except for like two little stories. Yeah, no. So that's I'm, always good. Yeah, no, 100%. Just kind of like. Well, just things that we both think are important and yeah, noteworthy. A hundred percent. I think it, again, I think it's gonna be a great podcast. Uh, I did win a couple bets. Um, Brownie, I don't actually I've only won one bet. Brownie and I didn't bet the Rangers Bruins game. No. Uh, oh, actually, I did win two. One bet I won uh my well, buddy you can't Carson. shoot, right? Your buddy can't shoot. My buddy can't shoot. So so one of them is the Rangers Bruins game. Uh guy on my on my team, uh Farley, the fucking Southie kid. He, uh, he's like, hey, gentlemen's bet, buy a drink. And I have a message to Farley later in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're on, we're on the same line. Uh, I mean, it's pretty, he's super easy to play with, really good player. And he's like, okay, so here's the bet. Uh, loser has to buy the other person a drink, and also the loser can't have a shot on net in our game next week. So I'm like, fuck, man, that's really going to fuck up my goals. But I'm like, all right, whatever, go for it. So it looks like Farley's going to be fucking dishing to the cad all game. I'm pumped. I'm hoping for at least a four or five spot. He's pretty decent. And then uh, my other game, shout out to Karski. Um, it was, dude, it was like halfway through the first period. The Coyotes were up one nothing on the Oilers, and he got really, really good odds on the Oilers. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? McDavid can do that in like two shifts. So I had him fucking bet the Oilers. The Oilers came back and beat the Coyotes. Easiest money. Ever probably one of those live bet deals. Yeah. yeah. Like I he's like, should I do this? I'm like, what do you mean you should do this? Yeah, absolutely. So that was awesome. Shout out to Carsey. But uh, hey, and shout out to online gambling. If a actual legitimate online gambling company would like to contact us about sponsorship, our DMs are open. For all of those of you that are like a fly by night, and if you read the reviews, says doesn't pay, we don't need to hear from you. Mm-hmm. But a legit one, come at us. Love, love to that. talk. I love that for us. Fucking biz that brownie always. But um, (laughs) yeah, I think let's just hop into it, right? Like NHL music. All right. We are back with NHL in the news. And you know, I know brownie, you're a fucking legend because we talked about this pre-show. And this is this is the Brendan Lemieux, uh, Brady Kachuk incident. Kind of dating back to, I mean, their old man, uh, both of their fathers went at it, Kachuk and Lemieux, the USA-Canada game, which was sick. Uh, there definitely is some history between this family. There was a prospect game in which Brendan Lemieux was playing Matthew Kachuk, and Matthew Kachuk in with an elbow and cross-checked him a few times. So, like, I, I genuinely think these families hate each other. So that's a, right off the get-go. But the other you night, won't guess which team, which family I side with. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the other night uh, – the LA Kings are playing Ottawa. There's like a little skirmish and it looks like Lemieux was finally like, yeah, I can pick my spot and I can get a shot at Kachuk kind of takes him down. It's weird. They're kind of chilling there. Then all of a sudden you see Brady Kachuk start freaking out and then they separate and Brady Kachuk gets up and he goes, he bit me. He fucking bit me. He's in the box. He's trying to show the ref. So there was uh Brendan Lemieux has been offered an in-person hearing via zoom for biting Ottawa's Brady Kachuk. The day and time is to be determined after the game. 
Brady Kachuk had to say, this is the one time I'm going to answer this. It was the most gutless thing somebody could ever do. This guy, you can ask anyone of his teammates. Nobody wants to play with him. This guy's a bad guy and a bad teammate. He focuses on himself all the time. This guy's just a joke. He shouldn't be in the league. He's gutless. No other team wants him. He's going to keep begging to be in the NHL, but no other team's going to want him. He's an absolute joke. I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even do this. He's just a bad guy. And there's more. Uh, it's outrageous. Kids don't even do that anymore. Babies do that. I don't even know what he was thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad guy, bad player. What a joke he is, said Kachuk. So, pretty harsh words in the media. Can, can I interject right here for a yeah, sec? Go for it. You never hear players talk like this. Ever. Never. Like, I think the worst thing I've ever heard is Dino Cicerelli was interviewed and he had to shake. I'm pretty sure Claude Lemieux's hand. He's like, I can't believe I had to shake that fucking guy's hand. Like, that's about like, like the worst Sean Avery thing. pops off, but he's retired. Drew yeah. Doughty will stay stuff, but Drew Doughty's all world. So, yeah. Well, interestingly so, enough, Drew Doughty always talks about Matthew Kachuk. But yeah, go ahead. Right? <laughs> so, uh, during media availability, Jonathan Quick had this to say. I have my own opinion about what happened or did not happen last night, which was kind of like telling, like maybe he made it up. And what I can tell you is that any comments that were made about Pep were garbage. He's a valuable player who sticks up for his teammates. We all support him, and I'd rather have him on my team over that kid any day of the week. Which, two things. One, good for – you know what, though? Like, good for Quick to do that. He's yep. definitely the leader of that team. So, I mean, especially because I can see, like, let's say it didn't happen. Like, that's a fucking terrible reputation to be carrying around. Yep. The fact is, Jonathan Quick, an American who played for the Olympians for a while, so I'm sure he's familiar with the Kachuks comes out and says this about his boy Lemmy. I don't – I mean, if Lemieux bit him, it's an ultimate no, bad move, but off, it's still no. good for the goalie to, like, come out and be like, hey, quick I got my and, Quick and the Kachucks didn't really overlap. Significant age gap there. I No, I know that. I mean, in terms of, like, USA, because, like, when I think yeah. of Kachucks and Quicks, I think of, like, USA hockey. For like sure. That, for sure. And I'm sure he knows them. But, yeah. And, and I like Jonathan Quick. Always have. But what's he going to say? Yeah. He If he says no comment – and that's indict, indicting his teammate. And if he's like, yeah, Lemieux is a shithead, then that's going to crater the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, another king came out and said something today, too, in support of Lemieux. Of course they're going to. You know, they got to circle the wagons around them. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to – I mean, you're not going to hear anyone say anything. If – when that when everything happened with Tyler Sagan in, in Boston, everyone just went, well, you know, it's something that happens amongst the team. And we're not going to talk about it, which is hugely damning. And if you've ever had to fire someone and then give a follow-up <laughs> recommendation and you really can't trash someone, right? You know, if someone calls for a reference, yeah. you go, yeah, he worked here or she yeah. worked here. So, you know, what's he going to say in that point? So I take that all with a grain of salt, to be honest. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, his brother was interviewed and, and essentially just came out and said he's not wrong. Uh, they play December 2nd and then two more times after that. That's Matthew Kachuk and um, – Brendan Lemieux. Uh, now we talked about this before the show, kind of about like, like is Matthew going to do anything? It's his brother. It's not his team. Like, has that ever happened before? And like, we were brainstorming. Did you find this after? Yeah, this is the best I could find. So in 2015, Dion Phaneuf, uh, he hammered Jordan Stahl, uh, and then fought brother Eric. Scored the empty net goal by blasting shot directly at Phaneuf and staring him down. That's kind of a fucking absolute. The clip's baller. great, dude. Holy he shit. stared at him the whole way. That that that's kind of sick. So, and well, the reason I put that in is the stalls aren't edge players like the Kachucks. No, not at all. So for that to happen, I think shows. Look, listen, you're always gonna stick up for your teammate, right? Yeah. But if it's your brother, your cousin, family, your, your wife's gonna cross. Is, I is, honestly is think Sutter okay with it? Is gonna run him. Is Sutter okay with it? What? Like, do you think 
Matthew Chuck's coach is like cool with him doing this. So well, I, put it this way: Do you think he's going to sit down and have a conversation with him? I bet you he does. It's going to go one of two ways. If they're up by two or three goals, he's going <laughs> to give him the green light as long as he doesn't get suspended. Yeah. And if they're down by two or three goals, he's probably going to kick him and be like, "Go out there and do it." Yeah. Because remember, Sutter's one of six that all played in the NHL. Right, he has family. Like I wonder and if they all played like, like assholes. So they. I know. wonder if he's thinking if that happened to my brother, what I would do. I don't yeah. know. It's definitely an interesting kind of thing. Actually, uh, that's uh, a good game. Definitely, dude. That's coming up soon. So it's it's not even like there's some like time to in between this. Like Thursday. Well, night. Depending on if Lemieux gets suspended or not, the NHL might just suspend oh. him so he doesn't play yeah. Matthew. Have the Matthew flu. I can see I can see Peros doing that to avoid something like what happened with the Rangers in Washington. But at the same time, like that Rangers Washington game last year was probably arguably one of the coolest regular season games that there was. Like everybody was talking about it. So why wouldn't you let them just the hype? Yeah, might not be want the PR they want. Hey, before we move on though, uh, this I forgot to put in the app. So eight eight hours ago, Sportsnet um, uh, tweeted this. Some guy named his screen name is John Cougar Colleen Camp. Instead of okay. Melon Camp, Colleen Camp. He paid Gilbert Gottfried on Cameo oh, I saw that. I saw to that. read the Brady Kachuk statement. If you have he butchers the names, but it's uh it's pretty funny if you yeah. if you search that out. Dude, I just I'm want to put you, that out there. Those cameos they can kind of work. That Sean Avery one that we did last year with the Wilson Avery one, viral, like, one, like there's definitely some uh <clears throat> like you I don't know. I I think that's uh, moving on. We're going to go with player safety. Um, probably I would say second most hated player in the game of the NHL. Uh, Brad Marchand, he ended up getting three games for, uh, the Slufa on Vancouver, Oliver, Man- Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, he's been suspended six times in 822 NHL games. Uh, previous was a flu, flu- wow. Slufa suspension. Yeah, actually uh, two Slufa oh. suspensions. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand why I get three games then. Yeah, no, I'm not. I listen. It was a dirty, dumb play. He didn't need to do it. And if you watch that game, the Boston Vancouver game we're talking about, um, <clears throat> Marshawn and OEL, every chance Marshawn took over the game in the second period of this physicality. That's what I, was I, I saw so many reports come out that just said like he he willed the Bruins to victory that game. He took over and he he put Larson on his rear end. I'd say five different times. Just blew him up all over the ice. It was like he was hunting him. It was great. <laughs> Angry Marchand is fantastic. I mean, and I love that it's against Vancouver too. But oh, yeah. like, you know what's funny is I don't know if it's funny, but like when I think of one guy that just he shouldn't be slew fucks, he doesn't really do anything like that bad, it's probably Oliver Beckman Larson. Like poor fucking yeah, guy. I, there <laughs> be like, I assume there's history between the two of them, the way he went at him. I, I like when I think of OEL, I never would once think he plays with any sort of edge. Does he? Maybe he's mad that he gets all that money and he's soft. I don't know. I don't know. But, well, remember Marshawn? Remember him punching the Sedin twin? Yeah, or, I mean, yeah. He, hates, he hates Vancouver. Who was the guy that he low bridged bad? Was it Sallow? Oh, no. It was um, it was Sallow, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was Sallow. I liked Sallow. He, was, he, had, he had a messed up eye, too, right? Same, same just kind of back. Was I it Tampa? Was it? Oh, I forget. Actually, Marshawn, the all-time fucking villain in, in Vancouver, he – um, Huh? With the Sedins when he just kept punching. No, no, just in general. But when he went back, the first time they went back after winning the cup, he got a penalty or something. It was a whistle, and they're booing him. And as he's skating to the bench, he mimes raising the Stanley Cup, and he was kissing his ring and blowing it to the bench. Just fucking next level. 
that, I mean, that is kind of next level. I'll give him that. Uh, Ovechkin, he's back on the uh, the score sheet. He had four goals his last. Wait, wait, wait. How is how is PK not getting suspended? PK should have been suspended for the first fucking one he did. I don't yeah, understand how sure. that has not been suspended yet. I, I if he does it again and doesn't get suspended. Like, what do you do? We need to, and I'm, I think I'm going to ask our Twitter followers because it should be a collective hockey group effort. We should make an NHL department of slate safety player, like spin the wheel thing where oh. it just lands on stupid shit, but like, it needs to be perfect. You can't just kind of throw one out there, but it'd be cool if every time they go to suspend somebody, they do it wrong. You can just fucking blast that out. Yeah. Right. Something yeah, that'd that'd be good. Out. But uh, yeah, I, like I don't it. know. Get Tenton on it. Yeah, it'll be awesome. We just have to get the right ideas. Um, I don't know why he hasn't been suspended. I think next one, next time he will. So, uh, Ovechkin, Sorry. no, you're good. Ovechkin, 17 goals away from catching Yager from third overall. Guy's fucking good. We talk about him every week. Uh, do you have anything on that? Anything quick? I, he can make it to third. He can make it to second. As long as he doesn't make it to one. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Brett Pesci and Tony D'Angelo have entered COVID protocols. I put this on here for two seconds. I just want to say this. The people that are fucking like laughing at Tony D'Angelo and being like, I saw one person like quote tweet it and it was like the, the perfect tweet or something like that. I don't get it. I, I don't understand how you can sit there and do that. But if Tony D'Angelo or people like Tony D'Angelo did it, it all hell would fucking break loose. I just think that you're the ultimate fucking loser. You probably don't know shit about hockey. And that's about all I have. Like, I think it's just fucking dupe. That, that's the people just that like, like, like we said last like, time. Just don't be a fucking shithead. It's it's super simple. And, like, yeah, I'm a Tony D'Angelo stan. I get it. Like, I loved him when he played on the Rangers. I love the edge that he brought. But, like, and I'm not the only one who thinks this fucking wit. Wit talks about on Spin Chicklets how people hate Tony D'Angelo because he was a Trump supporter. And, like, I, I fucking believe it, dude. Like, he gets a lot of shit that a lot of other players have done in the past, but nobody kind of talks about it. So I just wishing fucking COVID on somebody, especially like, I don't know. It just doesn't fucking make sense. So if you did that politely, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, next one. Thought this was cool. Sweden originally left off uh, Lucas Raymond off the 55 man roster for the Olympics. So you kind of have to put submit names. Now they're seeking an exemption to Adam. This is the Detroit Red Wings. Again, we're talking about the Detroit Red Wings. Shout out to our, uh, to our boy there. Matt's just nutted right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. He's like, holy shit. Uh, nine goals, 12 says actually shout out to Matt. I think he just got a podcast mic and he texted me. He's like, I got a podcast mic, but I don't know what to use it for. I'm like, uh, like <laughs> what? Just was that, maybe? was that the most like awkward is hitting on you awkwardly? It was awkward. We should get, we should get him on. We should get him on to fucking see what he has to say. Oh, the Bruins are playing Detroit thing. tomorrow night. Maybe we get him on next week. We'll figure it out. But Lucas Raymond, nine goals, 12 assists and 22 games played. Uh, he trails only Elias Lindholm in points with 23. Rookie gonna make the fucking team Sweden fucking team. I like that. That's hey, good on cool. him, man. He's a good He's got, player. Deserves yeah. it. It's not like he. It's not like he got handed it. He earned it. Yeah. No, he did. That was, you couldn't have fucking said that any better. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, I feel like it's. I, I almost feel like they have to submit the the rosters a little too early, actually, because you don't know how these kids are gonna pop off, bro. I don't. What is Team USA gonna do when they name Seth Jones to their fucking thing? And now it's like, well, yeah. Bowman's not there anymore. How awkward is that? Like, if they fucking took shit back? I don't think you can. You just carry an extra defenseman if it came to that. <sighs> he has been playing better. I'll tell you this. For some reason, the Blackhawks are on my TV quite often. I don't get why. Like, I just look up whether it's a highlight or something. And I noticed Seth Jones a ton joining the rush. 
Like, and I didn't know that he was like that. I thought he was more oh, yeah. of a home guy, but it seems like he is just always involved in the offense. So yeah. hopefully figures out American. I'd love to see it. Uh, we're going to switch to Canadian, the Montreal Canadians, huge changes. The Bergy, Bergy man, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss this fucking guy. He's gone. Uh, oh, Trevor he's, he's, gone. he's gonna be back. I mean, it's gone. not, it's a recycle league, you know. Paul Wilson's gone. Uh, based on what's going on, Danny Briere is very up on the list to be considered as GM of the Canadians. Somebody said that he needs a little bit more time. I think he was doing t- that type of shit with the uh, with the Rangers farm team, the ECHL team. The, I thought he was in the Western. I thought he was in the Western Hockey League now. No, I actually, uh, I didn't meet him. I was too scared to like say hi to him, but the. The Rangers, I think the Connecticut Whale were in Adirondack last year when I was doing that like fucking jumbotron shit, and I walked by him. So it would make sense that he was there in Glens Falls. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, Jeff Gorin lands with the Habs as an executive vice president of hockey ops. Good for him. He, he I mean, Jeff Gorin, he helped out with the Bruins, he helped out with the Rangers quite a bit. Um, this one pissed me off. So Scott Mellonby was promised to be the next GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Ownership recently changed their mind, and Mellonby told them, piss off. You can't do that to Scott fucking Mellonby, dude. It was unclear to me who promised him that. It sounded like it was Bergevin with the owner's blessing. But then it sounded like Bergevin and the owner uh, had a little parting. Yeah. Um, And if you step back at this, listen, I love seeing Canadians in in disarray, obviously, as a Bruins fan. But if you step back and look at this, what has Bergevin done? Nothing. Right. Literally. He rode rode Carey Price with an AHL team. Yeah, but the Canadians have never been that good. Not for a while that I can remember. They're built on the goalies. I think he he got a good hit with Suzuki, but he traded away Pacioretty. He traded away PK, who was at the most popular. He got Shea Weber, but, I mean, PK is going to outlast him. Agree or disagree with me on this one? And I'm not trying to chirp to Montreal Canadiens. I have a lot of Montreal Canadiens buddies. I think it's a cool place to fucking live and play. Like, I love their uh, playoff type shit. But when is the last time that, like, your teams play the Canadiens and you're like, oh, shit, this is bad news? Like, I really, when yeah. the Rangers were dominant and, like, they didn't win a cup, but when they were there, like, I never once was afraid of the Canadians. Like, they, they played well last year, but, like, sincerely, when is the last time the Canadians have been, like, a fucking Stanley Cup favorite? Patrick Waugh. Like, so, no, he hasn't yeah. done anything, right? right? That's what I'm saying. Like, how hard is it to be the GM of a team that has Carey Price in that? I mean, you can ask Glenn Sather that about Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. Right, but, the, but the Rangers at least fucking made made it farther than the Canadians had made, other than uh, last year. And it, yeah, it and this all happened the day before the day the day before it was announced all over hockey Twitter that Montreal, with twelve points and twenty two games played, was the fewest in the team's history since nineteen ten. Next day, this all happened. So they have short years in Montreal too. But also, why is this on Bergman? Why? Because he hasn't built a team. Yeah, but what about the coach? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, ultimately, you know, is, you can is only it Claude Julian? Is Claude Julian only, the coach? I who's he got? You can only cook with the groceries you got, right? Yeah, but like I, you're right with the recycled league. Like I know that Claude like did decent for you guys, but like I don't think of him as like some fucking awesome wizard. Like he had a good Bruins. Well, it's team. yeah. Well, he had a great Bruins team, and he's a defensive coach. And he doesn't like playing the young guys, and that is not what Montreal is built upon. They're built no. upon speed and young guys, right? So, so he can't implement his system. The thing that Montreal <laughs> does that I think, listen, keep doing it because you're going to suck forever. The, they have to have all these guys in charge that are uh, bilingual. It's yeah. idiotic. 
They have to have a French coach so he can talk to the reporters. It's it's asinine to me. And it's that arrogant Montreal attitude, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, like, it's kind of like a historically cool thing if, like, you're from there, I would say. I, would I think. guess. But from Montreal, like, later. it's something you kind of rally around if you're good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these are our boys. I guess, but if you like had Alaska kind of fucking weird thing, but like not you have a great coach who wants to p- coach in Montreal and they're not gonna hire him because he doesn't speak French. Speaking French Canadian, did you see that Elaine Vignon? He's kind of on the on the rumor mill to be the next coach that's out. Oh, listen, I think he might be one of the most overrated coaches in the NHL. All time. All yeah. fucking time. I don't understand how he keeps snookering people. He's three years and done. Three years yeah. and done. Everywhere he goes. And he thinks the fucking world of himself. Good Lord, what a obnoxious. That is my biggest thing. He thinks he's the smartest motherfucker there is. And in every room, he thinks yeah. that. No, I get that vibe. Uh, but if you want Sorry. to come on the podcast, AV, whenever, whenever, AV, if you want to come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, you want to come on and debate me. Tell me how wrong I am. Come I thought on. it was fucking wrong that about the Scott Mellonby thing. I fucking hate that. One of my favorite players of all time. So gutless. But yeah. I, think, I think Gordon's a guy. To get in there, so but we'll like we talked about offline, Gordon wants to be low key, do his work, leave me to fuck alone. That doesn't fly in Montreal unless he has someone out front like a Berger van with a big personality. That's why he worked in New York, and that's why he worked in Boston. I don't know. So we, 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 he we needs see. a buffer. We'll see. Uh, let's see here. After four point plus five night, I just wanted to put this down for Devils. Uh, Andreas Johnson, Johnson. <laughs> sits at 17 points in 19 games last season. He had 11 points in 50. His current shooting percentage at 21%. Had multiple games, one shot, one goal this year. Average NHL shooting percentage is 9 to 10%. All-time shooting percentage top 10 with at least 200 NHL goals. Craig Simpson, 23%. Charlie Simmer, 22. Paul McClain, 21. Mike Bossy, 21. List goes on and on. Rick Middleton, 19.7. Steve Bigger, 19.3. Uh, Mario, 19%, Neely, 18.4, and Gretzky, 17.6, which is insane considering how much points those guys put up. You would think that they would have, like, a super unreal year where the, everything went in, but. No, that's what this kid's having. Yeah. Don't it worry. Is. Don't worry. Good old Boother is going to be fucking enshrining him for Toronto in next blog, so. I wonder uh, I wonder if this is a contract year for him. Maybe. Speaking of contract year, the shit Johnny Gaudreau's doing right now. Yeah. Johnny Hockey's back. Yeah. Um. You know who's not back? Vander Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed that. Right. That was good. Just big league, brother. Yeah, that was I good. Felt, felt good about him. Yeah, that was a softball. The uh, San Jose Sharks placed Vander Kane on waivers and planned to send him to the AHL if he isn't claimed by another team. He cleared waivers, but has not set up a report yet because what the fuck else is that guy going to do? And uh, the Sharks also said that they retained 50% of his salary to facilitate the trade. I saw a report today that said an NHL team was interested in him. I'd take him on the Rangers if you just told him to shut the fuck up. And go to the rink and perform, but I don't think way too much of a risk. So I don't think the Rangers. And this is I'm not trying to knock the Rangers. Um, it needs to be in a team. <clears throat> sorry, leadership. And he's Evander Kane has to go into a team that's veteran heavy, system heavy, not fucking around. Yeah, and no distractions. New York, and plus him and Revo, they couldn't coexist. Oh um, yeah, good call. I didn't even think about that. He like the Islanders. I think they could. He could fit in the Islanders. Lou Lamorello to save the day. You hear all these stories about these old NHL yeah. guys, and it's like Lou kind of saved me from everything. Like Cam Jansen speaks yeah. to the world of this fucking guy. Uh, the Islanders. The off the top of my head, I thought of these: the Islanders, the Winnipeg Jets. Back to Winnipeg. Yeah. Okay. Because there's nothing to do except play hockey. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think. Uh, I think 
uh, Calgary has a strong enough room. They're loose, but they're strong enough and a strong coach. And I honestly, I, he'll never come here, but I think the Bruins could handle it as well. How do you how do you tell Bergeron to go fuck himself? Yeah, but if you do, can you imagine? Yeah, that's the problem. There's no one there who can take him. No. <laughs> Nick Foligno's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> so, uh, we, remind me to talk about Nick Foligno when we get into Rangers Bruins later. Okay. All right. Um, Kyle Beach played. Oh, I'm supposed to ask you about an airplane story too, right? Is that for the podcast or off? That's not for the podcast. Talk oh, about my it. bad. Uh, <laughs> so we wait. Twenty four forty nine. Edit. <laughs> uh, Kyle Beach played his first game since his TSN interview and had a two goal uh, game and an eight two win. Shout out to him, Kyle Beach. We just good to see. You know, yeah. that's one of those ones you like. Good, good on you. Glad to yeah. see that. Yeah, it's a happy moment. In a really, really shit fucking filled story. Uh, yep. Anton Kudobin mask has a picture of himself on it with an old time uh, wanted poster for robbery. Kind of yeah. a cool fucking that he I seems like a cool like dude. You ever, like that picture of him without his shirt on, like drinking beers and shit. Yeah. Like he seems cool. He seems he kind of reminds me of Tim Thomas, but like mm-hmm. non American Tim Thomas. Do you get that vibe from him a little yeah, bit? A little bit. Although <laughs> I feel like. Uh, I feel I feel like uh, Hudobin ha- is a glass half full kind of guy, and I think Tim Thomas has a little bit of the glass half empty kind of guy. I have a quick question for you. Go ahead. Um, Tim Thomas or Tugarask? In what capacity? Like, who's your guy? Like Henrik Lundqvist, Mike Richter, who's your guy? If, you, if you're talking to me, listen, I want wire, wire. Right? Game seven. Game seven, same teams playing each other. Tim Thomas. Okay. He I mean, it says a lot. Tim Thomas has the he won he won the 2011 Stanley Cup. Was he? He was insane. I, know, I, I don't know if I was like not as big into the hockey world at the time. I know Tukarask is good because Bruins fans don't fucking shut Tukarask up. Tukarask is absolute filth. I don't. He remember. has the Tukarask is the leading <laughs> goals against, leading save percentage for the Bruins all time, and I winning. I think. I don't think I remember any time in my life where people are like Tim Thomas is the number one goalie in the NHL. Was he? Was there a moment like that? Tim Thomas was a decent goalie who fucking lit it up and got hot behind a great defensive system. So he was never like that perennial, like, oh, pick anybody, Tim Thomas? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I feel like like Tuca probably would have been more like that than Tim Thomas was. But But the converse is that Tuca has had some issues in big spots. Yeah. That's the knock. Actually, you want to hear something? And this is pump my own fucking tires. Because Tim Thomas played a very like uh different style, right? Yeah. And you Which remember is, him like coming that. out and croaking guys and stuff like that. And he was a butterfly goalie. I thought of at the time, I don't know why I didn't do it because I probably would have made good money. I always wanted to make a shirt of Tim Thomas and like sell him out in front of the garden. His style, ready for this one? Battlefly. What do you think of that? Battlefly. Instead I don't of butterfly. That. Yeah, I don't hate that. I think I would have sold some shirts. Like like him and hockey I bet pads. I your boy Farley would have bought one. Like him and hockey pads, but he's wearing like the Patriots uniform. Like uh, he's like a, like he's a militia man. Not like the actual oh, uniform, but you know what I mean? Like Battlefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have a little what, Paul Revere action to him. There you go. Tri-corner hat. Yeah, nice. That would be all right. It's your cousin from Boston. Still, yeah. Think, exactly. there's, think there's still a market for Tim Thomas t-shirts? <laughs> I, I, if you made him, I'd make, I'd wear one. Probably, I'd wear one. Too. <laughs> hey, Ken, Ken, are you listening to this? <laughs> uh, Jason Spezza played in his 1200th NHL game. Stick taps out to Jason Spezza, dude. Um, Would have been 1201 if it wasn't for Babcock. He's a, uh, I mean, dude, he 
he's been a really, really good player for a really, really long time. I think we yep. talked about him, like, was it last week or the week before? Like, I don't know, just kind of like the ultimate pro, too. Like, never really had anything really weird said about him. He has a he has a fucking weird laugh. Have you ever heard, heard him laugh in, like, an interview? No. Oh, man. As soon as this is over, look that up. Like, you uh, have, like, one of those <laughs> kind of laughs. <laughs> so, uh, love him, Jason Spezza. You know who also I love? I love guys who block shots. Shout out to Chris Russell. He blocked his 2,000 shots most in NHL history since they started tracking in 2006. I hate that they started tracking this in 2006. It makes it seem like this isn't real. Yeah, yeah. It just like to put that it in context. But, but still, the pads, the pads being what they were back in the day. Bro, you ate 2,000 pucks? Yeah. Think about all the goalies that have played in the NHL. And I some going to say. And some only get a couple games, and you blocked more shots than them? Do you think that goalies get like if a goalie wins the Vezina? Yeah. Do you think he gets like his D men a gift, like a quarterback will get his lineman? He should. I agree, but I just was curious if that ever happened. Well, I know that if, if Henrik Lundqvist ever had a shutout on the plane afterwards, they would do a Henrik Lundqvist wine club where he would, hit, right. he would like buy somebody a bottle of wine or some shit. Yeah. See, I'd be like, dude, you any butt heavies in that little satchel of yours? <laughs> I don't need the wine. You know what I mean? Hank's not going to have wine. But, like, if Henrik Lundqvist gives you a bottle of wine when you're flying from fucking, I don't know, where are you flying from? Winnipeg on a road trip because you guys just shut him out and he gives you a bottle of wine. You're not fucking opening that thing and sharing it with the boys. Give me heartburn. I'd have beers after a game. But, yeah. Come on. If Char did it, you'd drink the fucking wine. Char with his – what do you – used to drink, like, grape wine or something once a year. Really? There's some type of – I don't – I keep wanting to say prune. Plum. He would drink plum wine like once a year. Did not. I'm not. Do you know his summer training? He would go do the Tour de France. No way. For fun. Zdeno Chara. Zdeno Chara got on his bike and go do the Tour de France. No way. You swear to God, dude. You should Why write a blog. You should. You should write a blog about that because I doubt people know that. Really? Yes. A thousand percent. Right. I could do a deep dive into Chara's off-season workout regimen. I've been kind of thinking. I, I've been trying to explore my creative mind recently, and I feel like there's a lot of blogs that we can write that don't have to do with what's going on currently in the NHL. Well, the problem like, is Billy, everybody gets so caught job. up on trying to get the game blogs and doing right. all that. These are good but, summer stuff. But Billy did a great job. He did the redraft of the. Has he posted 20, that yet? He hasn't done that. He's supposed to do the next one, but the first one he did. That was You're going to fucking hate my picks. Just to warn you now. I feel like we should start just fucking doing weird shit like that. But I uh, submitted my picks to Billy, and we had a good chuckle over some of mine. Uh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa, he uh, they waved Matt Murray. Is Matt Murray the most overrated goalie of all time? I listen. I like Matt Murray. Or I did like Matt Murray. I mean, his game has fallen off a cliff, and I really think a lot of it's confidence, and I think it's a system that he's not comfortable with. And I feel like even at the pro level, like we talked about, these guys are still only. He's probably only like 27. And if his confidence crumbles, you know what I mean? It's just I a mean, downhill yeah. avalanche. His first year is 9-2-1. The second year, 32, 10-4, 27-16-3, 29-14-6, 20-11-5, 10-13-1, 0-5-0. And you got to remember, he was playing on a team that was led by Sidney Crosby. So, right. I don't know. And the save percentage, 9-30, 9-23, 9-07, 9-19, 8-99, 8-93, and 8-90. Still, would probably take him over to Georgiev, which we'll talk to later. Well, actually, I was surprised like Buffalo didn't put a claim in on him. 
Maybe I feel like what Buffalo has cooking in Buffalo. I know that they're not like fucking winning a ton of games, but I feel like they can. They're feeling better about themselves than they were last year. Oh, hey, speaking of Buffalo, we were just talked about this before we started recording in the pre-game warm-up tonight. Uh, Darlene, Rasmus Darlene, a little kid, like about twelve years old, had a sign up. It said, uh, "Darlene, rock paper scissors for a twig," and Darlene skated over. They had their warm-ups some alternate jerseys on some purple, probably a cancer one. Did the rock paper scissors with the kid, tossed him a stick. That's yeah. kind of, I fucking love that stuff. Didn't even think twice. Like he really threw it. I think the old lady, I think she got, might've got hit there with the stick. I love that shit. the wood to the kid's mom too then. Um, all right, we're going to the Rangers. Rangers talk. They're 13, four and three. They're on a three game winning streak. Are they real? I want to hope they are. I'm yeah. unsure. Um, what I told you was the Rangers need to start beating teams that I know they're going to be in the playoffs for the, for me to be like, okay. I know that the Islanders uh, had a ton of people out for COVID, but the Rangers played big boy hockey that night and got the job done. Alexi Lafreniere. Can we digress for one sec? What's up? So the Islanders are on another COVID shutdown. Yep. So the more of these that happen, the less likely the Olympics become. I don't want to talk about it. All right, all right, we can keep going. Gotta, gotta ignore it, dude. I hope that okay. I'm really hoping the Olympics fucking I, I do too. I do too, but it's still <coughs> more I mean, I think I heard on 32 Thoughts they have like 40 days. I heard Gary Bettman openly said that he didn't want the boys to go on the Olympics, but he said that he gave him his word and he wants to get it done. Oh, there you go. So, um Gary Bettman, man of his word. Alexi Lafreniere fought JP Pajot. And what was the coolest thing that Alexi Lafreniere has done since joining the Rangers? Uh, Pajot took a run at Lindgren, cheap shot after the whistle. Adam Fox, the turtle, making up a little bit, not a ton, not a ton, but like out of 100%, he's probably up to 17% in terms of making up for that. Uh, went right at him. And then later in the game, fucking Lafreniere skates by him and just fucking two hands him in the legs, takes him down, turns right around, goes right for him. They yeah. said it was the first fight that he's ever been in. Ryan Reeves that game had two assists. One was an actually pretty nice little hands backhand uh, over to Rooney, who had two goals. Uh, hey, Reeves made a great back check play in the Bruins game. Oh, against Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. yeah. So the Rangers, they took care of business against the junior varsity squad. I understand that there was more JV people on the team, but they're still JV. Um, and then, I mean, Capo Caco, he has six points. Uh, he's three and three in his last six. So it looks like he's turning shit up. Um, and then they played the Bruins. Then they played the Bruins. And the Bruins dominated the first period. Dominated the first period. Well, was it 1 1 or 1 0 after 1? I think it was 1 1. The Rangers tied, scored yeah. late. So oh, yeah, five seconds left. They dominated. Ryan Strom gets that, a. Hey, you want to talk gigantic, about a Tuka play? Yes. That's a, a Tuka Rask play right there. A gigantic, a gigantic goal. And it's gigantic because you pretty much got shit pumped for the whole period. There were it some okay matter. moments. There were some okay moments, but then you're going to the locker room knowing, okay, well, we can fucking forget about that one, right? Yep. Um, Rangers come back out. They end up they end up winning. That's because that's what the fuck they do. Um, there were a couple of things, a little extracurriculars. I just want to say I've never seen a Boston Bruins team lose with class. So I'm glad that they haven't changed anything up. Charlie McAvoy with a super dirty hit on Kevin Rooney at the end of the game. You can't say that wasn't dirty. Like that was. I, I did not argue with you at all. That was a dumb, dumb play, and it's dangerous. And not only is it a dumb, dangerous play, but McAvoy could have hurt himself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's dumb both ways. 
it was it there was just no reason for it but at the same time i respect it because like that's what the bruins do and that is what the bruins have done forever Mm. you guys you got and that's like i honestly respect it. you guys don't change you know exactly what you get when you're playing the fucking boston bruins (laughs) um then it comes out that martian said something to panarin along the lines that nobody likes you in russia all this shit panarin takes off his glove fucking hammers martian makes him look like the biggest bitch on the planet uh <clears throat> sorry and uh so after the game uh they're talking about it marshan said they were just talking about um thanksgiving dinner and parents through the gloves they didn't like what he ate <clears throat> what i don't really like dude is the rangers like went to the league with this i guess they did i, I think i saw something that said something like that i wish they would stop doing that that's just mickey mouse shit dude like yeah. shut the fuck up like Listen, obviously, let me just say there, this i don't I don't want to in no way gloss over if if what is reported that Marshawn was saying stuff about Russia and Putin, you know, Putin was they were like uh, they tried to wreck Panarin's name. His yeah. family was in danger. That's nothing to be joking around. And that's over the line, in my opinion. Right. I think, I'm it's, a huge I think it's over. I think it's over the line, but I don't know if you fucking suspend somebody. For that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is it's over. I think it's over the line and I understand why Panarin threw the glove. Right. Because yeah. if he left yeah. the bench, he would have been suspended. So I yeah. get that. Yeah, but to go to the league that you, yeah, you lose the high ground, you know especially I mean? especially after last year saying George. Right, Paris that's what I'm saying. Right, fucking, right. As if that's gonna do anything. Yeah. Like, um, but actually, a report did just come out that Panarin said that he was in talks with I forget who the fuck they were, like kind of higher ups on the Russian team, the Olympic team, and about maybe potentially playing for them. <clears throat> they assured him that they kind of said like it doesn't matter what. He thinks about Pooh and I don't, I mean, you'll find out if, if Panarin's on the team, it's like, everything's okay. Unless he fucking dies mysteriously or some shit like that. That's you know what I'd be scared of him, to be perfectly honest. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I watch too much like 24 or like weird shit to actually think that that could actually happen. But it could as, actually happen. as a Rangers fan or tell me, why don't you just fucking take a little vacation, bud? Take the girl down to Cabo, bring Risley, hang out and just go avoid to Nashville. It. Go see Ked. He'll take go you see- out. Go see me, man. Like I'm down to hang out. You have a, you have a pretty long break. Um, I don't There's know. Mayor's we'll in Boston. He can come here. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kreider scored. Oh no, he didn't score, but he almost did the Michigan on you guys. Yep. Hal texted me immediately and was like, "I would have been so fucking pissed off if Chris Kreider just pulled off the Michigan against Boston." And dude, he almost did it. Like, yeah. talk about the last person. Listen, on the I will say the fucking that. nuts on Kreider to try it in a game. And what was also weird, I don't know if you noticed this. I saw a, a tweet, but I recognized it in real time. There was a play where, like, after the whistle, there wasn't, like, really a scrum, but the puck kind of went behind the net, and Mika Zibanejad skated over and, like, fake did it and, like, kind of put it on net after the whistle, and Swayman was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, two times on the game, I, I maybe – Hey, can I it. talk to you about Zibanejad here quickly? Yes, absolutely. So, I think Zibanejad floats. Yeah. A lot. A little bit enough that if I was a Rangers fan, I'd be on him. Yeah, no, I I think so too, and it sucks because he's like, I mean, he's dude, super he's, skilled, but his yeah. effort is lackluster, not consistent. I'll give him this though. There were a few times. I think it was at the end of the Islanders game. It might have been during the Bruins game where he was like heavy back check, like heavy, heavy, heavy back check. Take somebody right into the corner, and I was like, okay, like that's cool, but that needs to be done all time if you want to be a guy like a Patrice Bergeron. Like, you know, I, like that can't, I, you can't just wait till the end of the game. I understand they put Barkley Goudreau down to put him at center, 
But why fourth line and not third line? The third line's been one of our best lines all year. Is that why? I think okay. so. Um, Hedl is all over the place, just is not going in for him. Um, Julian Gauthier, dude. Oh, he's I, a I mean, beast. I've been talking about him. I hope people who are listening recognize that I've been talking about this fucking guy since the moment that we got him. He played he's great. Finally, against the he's Bruins. finding in a realistic shot. He's hard on the forecheck, finishes yep. his check. Did you see that pass he took from Strom on that Panarin where he he had his left leg forward, his right leg back, hit the inside of his right skate, and he kicked it up to himself and then slid over to Panarin? Like, yeah. what? He had a great game. He's skilled. And then Lafreniere was still playing. He gets into some shit. I don't know. It was just – and Miller on the back end, God, man, what a fucking stallion. Yeah, he can skate. Adam Fox is great. But, he dude, honestly, what that came down to was two things. One, the Rangers scoring at the end of the first period to make sure it was fucking split. And yep. two, without Igor Shesterkin, you're not even in that game. No, he he was the number one star. I, I said that to you during the tech. I think I texted you during the game, no matter how it slices. Shesterkin is the number one star. Bro, somebody, somebody fucking told me it might have been – it might have been you. It might have been Farley. Maybe another one of my Bruins guys that I'm I'm friends with texted me and was like, Igor Shesterkin is going to be a big problem. Yeah. Like, and it's starting to – dude, you're starting to see I, – I think the Canucks coach went on 32 Thoughts or some shit and talked about how he was like some sort of stallion in the crease and shit. Like, it's starting to get recognized. And right now he's 11-3 and with a 222 goals against, 933 save percentage. I put out, are these MVP-type numbers – I know a lot of people are telling me the Calgary goalie's up there, and I get that Calgary's playing great. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility where if he does this the whole fucking year, maybe. Maybe. Hey, while you mentioned Calgary, uh, both their goalies, Vladar and um, uh, Markstrom, are playing lights out. Yeah. And Vladar actually has better numbers right now, believe mm-hmm. it or not, in a shorter sample size, obviously. But for all you Bruins fans who are all over Facebook saying, why did we get rid of Vladar? Let me just tell all you fucking morons right now. Vladar would have to clear waivers. So if the Bruins had Vladar and Swayman and Rask came back, if they had, they had to send down Swayman at that point. That's why they made the decision to move on. They didn't want to go in with two rookie goalies. Now they have Allmark and Swayman, and if Rask does come back, they can put Swayman down without clearing waivers. You can fucking you, morons. I think it I'll say this. I think it's so dumb that they signed Allmark and didn't do the two rookie goalies. Like, why the fuck not? Yeah, Zero. if it had like, blown up on them without a steady I understand the thought process, and I'll get into more about the Bruins and the way they are doing things, but the Bruins are a good enough team that they can win with the subpar goalie. So even if like the fucking two rookies fucking go to shit. You can but sign the problem and bring somebody. There, I think their fear was if the if it went to shit with two rookie goalies and it's two weeks into the season, <clears throat> then they're in complete complete scramble mode. And what the fuck do we do now? That wouldn't happen. No, I agree. But <laughs> everybody, you know how it is with upper management. They play to they do moves to ensure their jobs. Yeah, but you know that Patrice Bergeron, you know that Brad Martian, you know David yeah. Pasternak, you know Charlie McFoy, like you know that those guys are going to show up every single night and compete. Yeah. Like, I would have taken the two fucking rookie goalies and I done it as well. got somebody for that. And you would have had money. Mark, five point something million? Four. Four for five. Four for five or five, five for four? I'm telling you. You can, yeah, fucking you, go out and sign a, you can go out and sign a pretty good fucking player for four million dollars a year or some shit and then have yeah. a million lying around for Tuca. If you need yep. it. No, I agree. Uh, 
That's what happened to the Rangers. Was, was there anybody on the Rangers that impressed you more than others? I told you to watch for Capo. I don't know if you guys. I thought Capo played well. He was kind of uh, ancillary to what was going on. You know, yeah. I just don't think the puck was finding him. I think yeah. Gauthier was played like what a fucking man among men. Miller and fucking Revo was busting ass out there. Revo fucking lit up uh, Nozick. They didn't show a yeah. replay of it, but that was a giant hit with two. Yeah, big but you know what? I know Hal likes to call him that gumby legged motherfucker, but <laughs> Nosek popped right back up and didn't miss a shift. Um, fuck. Well, I thought Revo was going to miss a shift. Brad Marchand took a fucking run at him. Yeah. Did he catch him on the chin with his shoulder? I don't think it was on the chin. I just, I think it was late. And I think he got him good in like the stomach, like in the chest. I just don't think Reeves was expecting that because he hit him fucking hard. It was just a little bit later. And also when you're Ryan Reeves, I feel like you probably think nobody's trying to really. Right. 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 So, um, all right, Bruins, man. All right. Ding dong. DeBrus is almost gone. This (laughs) fucking pussy fucking puke. Listen, we talked about this in the past with, um, uh, Tarasenko. Right, you want to get traded? You go out there, you bust your ass, and you uh, you make it so you're a valuable commodity. Poopy pants, fucking debrusque, pouted, loafed, floated, healthy scratched, and apparently this has been a problem for months. Are you are you reading ahead of what I wrote on there? Is that what you're talking? No, I'm just a little bit because you have like options. And you put this oh, guy yeah. in your fucking well, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll All get right. to that. All right. So <laughs> so apparently this has been something that has been in the work for in the works for months. And this healthy scratch against Vancouver was a straw that broke the camel's back for my yeah. research. And again, instead of just saying, you know what, I want to get out of here. I'm gonna have my agent go to Sweeney, tell him I want to get out, and I'm gonna make myself a valuable asset. I'm gonna bust my ass and make myself into something. So right now he's cratered the fucking market for a trade. Why do? Why does that ever come out? The agent gets it, leaks it. It's that's the, the, only, that's the only agent, way. I don't think a team's gonna just come out and be like, "Hey, this guy's demanding a trade." Like, no, it's the agent the because the agent right. forces the hand of they're they're basically painting the Bruins into a corner. Yeah, but the Bruins could be like, you know what? Fuck you. We're just gonna help you scratch you. You can sit up on the fucking ninth floor and yeah. be the fucking taxi squad, you know, tackle yeah. dummy in practice. Um, so everything that I've read online, so it must be true, is that everybody says that Anaheim would be the perfect fit. So I did a little quick research on Anaheim and looked at, uh, was it cap friendly? I think. And these are my three or four targets. Uh, Rich Raquel, is that how you say it? Yeah. Ricard Raquel. Ricard. Oh, oh, it's Ricard. Sorry. Ricard Raquel, uh, left wing, right wing UFA at the end of the year. Josh Manson, a right-handed D, which the Bruins could use, UFA at the end of the year. And then Sam Steele and Trevor Zegers, both on their entry levels. We can make the numbers work. But the problem is you're going to have to package somebody. Yeah, you're not going to get any of those guys for just DeBrusque. Right. So it's going to have to be DeBrusque, and they're probably going to try to move John Moore in his contract, maybe package Connor Clifton. And then it's going to have to be – if it's not Connor Clifton, it's going to have to be someone that plays. And I'd hate to see Brandon Carlo go, but depending on what you get back, you know. Fair. Do you guys have another young defenseman there in case Carlo does go? Uh, they have Connor Clifton, who's a healthy yeah. scratch right now. Um. All right, so moving on from Nebraska, you got uh, Craig Smith, thank fucking the Lord above, is back in the top six, and Felino is back in the bottom six. These guys are playing in the wrong slots. And I understand Craig Smith was injured, but 
Nick Foligno, I love the way he plays. You should be on power play one with his net front. I love that, right? But you're not a top six anymore. I'm sorry. When you guys played the Rangers, they said his name in the third period, and I was like, oh, fuck, I completely forgot he was on the Bruins. Is that what you wanted to remind me yeah. of? Yeah. yeah. Which I which sucks because I like Nick Foligno a lot. I love the way he plays, here. He plays fucking hard. But, like, yeah. he is he washed up? No. Because, like, I literally didn't know that he was even playing until, like, the third period. He was playing in the wrong – he's playing in the wrong matchups and too much ice time. If he, he – third-line winger, yeah, he'll be a great third-line winger for the Bruins. Right. Um, oh, So I heard this on a podcast. I want to say it was 32 Thoughts. Or maybe – it might have been Spitting Chickens. It might have been Whitney, actually. Shocking that he was giving goalies a stroke. Allmark and Swayman have not looked great. And I mean, they look fine, but you know, there's been some issues there, especially with Allmark. That paddle save Swayman had might have been uh, save of the year. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. And Allmark made some. He looks really rusty last night uh, against Vancouver, but he came back when it counted. But there was a theory that it's been the hardest for the goalies with the Bruins layoffs to get into a rhythm, which could have some validity to it. You yeah. know, I never really thought of it that way, but so let's hope that that. Uh, let's hope that that uh, is the case. Um, Anton Bleed, Carson Fullman, Curtis Lazar, all three of them playing great. I like that Anton Bleed kid. Oh, yeah. He had a sick goal against Vancouver. Hey, did he do something crazy in preseason? Is this the same guy I'm thinking of? What do you mean? I feel like I remember either talking to you or Hal specifically about this guy and be like, this guy's a fucking psychopath. And then when he played against the Rangers, I thought he did great. Yeah, he scored a goal last night. He uh, he dragged it out of, the, out of his own zone. He brought it from the blue line all the way up, drove the Vancouver zone, went right to left, sh- skate to left, shot right, beat uh, Halak, and put the Bruins back on the board. They've been playing great. And this was interesting. At the end of the game, it was Marshawn, Bergeron, and Nosik out there. And Nosik was taking faceoffs on Is the he left face-off side. Guy? Yeah, yeah, him and Bergeron both. So Bergeron, at one point, you saw the replay. Bergeron was like, no, you take it because it was on that side. Okay. So that, you know, shows there. And uh, all right, I wrote this in my blog. In the Rangers game, Jakob Zaboral and Jake DeBrusque both directly contributed to Ranger goals, okay. right, at different plays. DeBrusque's was because he did a one-hand fucking half-ass forecheck, and it went back the other way, and he didn't cover his man. He didn't skate hard in the back check. Zaboral made an aggressive play on a pinch. And I think... Everyone talks about in the NHL, it takes longer to uh, defensemen to develop their game. And I think if Zaboral makes these dumb plays and it's an aggressive in the wrong moment, that's teachable. Mm-hmm. All right. And as long as he doesn't continue to make the same mistakes, then he's going to get some rope. Right. And I think the Bruins can live with that. With the brusque, it's an effort issue. And this was. Something before I knew that DeBrusque has to be traded, I had this like blog I was going to do just about DeBrusque and just kind of vomit it all out and get out of my system, like popping a fucking zit. Um, so I was starting to question Cassidy, right? Because Cassidy scratches him and then he's back in the game and he's out on the power play and he's out on the man down or a penalty kill. And it, it became this like, I didn't understand what Cassidy saw in the guy. And then I'm like, is Cassidy seeing something and he's trying to salvage this or is it Sweeney and Neely interfering with the coaching? Right. 
And that was a huge problem to me if it was management interfering in the coaching. And that's kind of what I felt was because Cassidy does not hold back talking about DeBrusque in, to the media. Yeah. And I feel like that was his way of saying, listen, if you don't like the way I'm coaching, get another coach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was. And then and then the news broke and I was like, oh, thank Christ. Um, so, yeah, you, they, uh, uh, you mentioned the Zaboral pinch. Did you see the Andre Miller pinch against you guys? And it was a two-on-one the other way. Marshawn had the puck, and out of, no more, out of nowhere, Miller came back and just took the puck away. Well, Marshawn and DeBrus, that's why I texted you. I'm like, no one on the bench is yelling man on. That was wild to me. They were just gliding. They slowed down. Like, and Mil- yeah, but the fact that Miller even got back. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he's insane. super fast, dude. Dude, he can skate, huh? Yeah, he's huge. He was like 6'4". Yeah. He's a big kid. And he's just barely scratching the surface. He just started playing defense a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, he's going to be – I mean, that's a, that's that's a great foundation piece for sure. I think so. Um, all so right, sorry. Upcoming, no, sorry. Upcoming for the Bruins, they got Detroit, Nashville, and Tampa Bay without Marchand. So that's not looking so great. And then they head out on a three-game uh, – Cal- was it? They go Calgary, Winnipeg, uh, Edmonton when he's back. So Calgary, Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, so I feel like him against Calgary will be fun. Yeah, and Marchand is going to be like shot out of a cannon after sitting for three games. Yeah. So. Well, that's our Rangers Bruins talk again. The Rangers did take down your Boston Bruins this week. They did. So, they did. Um, we'll make a bet next time. We'll see what happens when you guys come to the real garden. Uh, <laughs> all right. Beer league ground up time. Um, I haven't played beer league in forever. We got a game Sunday. I'm pretty excited about. I did. However, when I went home, I played in a flag football game. Uh, oh. This was Saturday. I'm still sore and it's Monday at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And uh, this is like a big oh shit moment. What the fuck's going on in my life? So I think I need to start making some changes here because that ain't it. Uh, but again, I'm pumped about this week. Shout out to the boys. Be nice to see everybody again. Uh, somebody asked me and and my buddy Merb, who's on my team, are you guys happy to come come back? And uh, Merb said something along the lines of like, I can't wait to see the boys, which I thought that was nice, dude. So uh, shout out to our beer league team. We'll see what happens. Uh, what do you got? I got game tomorrow night and Wednesday night, back to back. Tomorrow and Wednesday. Yep. So, still wait. We back at it. Uh, lower level than upper level, so it'll be a nice ramp up. Uh-huh. I, it's gonna be disgusting. Like I told you when I was up in Maine, I went from every day from coffee to beer. <laughs> yeah. So there was no in between. There's no waters. Yeah. So I love that for you. Uh, try and think anything else happened. Okay, well, we'll talk about a little bit more beer league in just a little bit, but uh, <coughs> let's do our Dominic Moore's hero. Dom Moore. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dom. I actually have a ton of heroes and zeros this week, so can I just start? I, right? I, I, I put in notes on them, of course, you did. Uh, <laughs> So apparently a prosthetic leg was used in a fight at the T-Mobile Arena. It was an Oilers at Vegas, and it was a woman who took off her leg. This I saw the pro, video. This is a pro prosthetic leg podcast. My dad actually had a prosthetic leg. So anytime oh. I can fucking hear about somebody taking one off and beating somebody up with it, I want to send whoever this is a hat. Like, that's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> this woman? Now, oh, my God. So what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? So yeah. this guy who got pumped by a prosthetic leg is going to come home with a shiner or some kind of contusion, and he's gonna he's gonna be like, I swear to God, 
this older blonde lady at the game took off her prosthetic leg and hit me with it. And this guy's wife or girlfriend is going to be like, what drugs were you on? You know what I mean? They're never going to believe him. Fucking insane, dude. Like I I saw that. (laughs) I was like, no fucking way. Uh, Hero number two for two reasons. Brendan Smith. Uh, Did you get a chance to see Brendan Smith go at Tom Wilson? Yes. Look at my note there. Also jumped Tom Wilson. It was glorious. Yes, yeah. it was glorious. Uh, after the whistle, dude, what a Smitty move! Like yeah. he took him down and alphaed him, stood over him and shit, was yelling at him. Like, and then Wilson threw punches while I was down on the ice. That's a no. I love Smitty, but he also, which was really cool in the same game, he purchased a suite for the Susan G. Komen Foundation and 26 cancer survivors in honor of Hockey Fights Cancer Day in Raleigh. He supplied them with like jerseys and hats. I'm telling you, dude. And, and I, I know it's probably because he was a Ranger, but he's one – I think he's probably one of the cooler guys in the NHL. Like in terms of like, Just in terms of a human, man. Like, he battles hard. Like, he makes mistakes. Who gives a shit? He has – me and Feverboy Rex have this picture. It's probably our favorite picture ever taken of a hockey player. It's him on a golf course before the season starts, and he literally has five suits in his hand. Smitty, what are you doing at the golf course with five suits? He's a fucking pro's pro, dude. He has a suit for every situation that could have happened in that golf course. And then he's doing shit like this. He fought Tom Wilson. I fucking love this guy. And right, I miss so him. The Rangers think, are a better team without him, but I love him. Do you think that Brendan Smith is getting his door knocked down by people asking him to be on podcasts? No, I don't think so. But he's also a current NHLer. But we do have a hookup with Vinny Trocek. So maybe I could hit up Vinny Trocek yeah. and be like, hey, that has potential, dude. All right. That has a lot of potential. But uh, that's another hero. And then Chris Russell, I just mentioned, uh, yep. breaking the record. My zeros of the week. Uh, that hit on Barkov by Mayfield was one of the dirtiest fucking things I've ever seen. Right now he's week to week. Just a fucking gutless hit. I hate seeing that shit. Um, the Islanders had to cancel games. Now, I don't know if the Islanders are my zero of the week or if the NHL is. Lou Lamorella was like in the media, like talking about it. And then when it happened, he said that he didn't ask the NHL for it to happen, but like clearly he wanted it to happen. I don't know. I don't know if the Islanders are a zero for like complaining about it or if the NHL is a zero for not doing it soon enough. It's like, <laughs> I, I have no idea what to think about this. I just know somebody's a fucking loser in this. Situation. So the thing about the new arena, I heard this. Uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but Lou Lamorello, talk about a fucking control freak. <laughs> He won't let co- you know how like you have like a cocktail like the cat or the brownie, right? Yeah. Named after guys. He will not yeah. let <coughs> drinks in the new arena be and there's like 18 different bars or something. And he won't let drinks in the arena be named after players. Yeah. Like, I, dude, I, fucking lighten up, man. It, that would be kind of cool. I don't know. I, I, I think they said that on on Chicklets. And I remember like listening to it and being like, I don't even know if like the Rangers would have any cool drinks. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could have like a Henrik Lundqvist would be like some super expensive brandy, a like brandy a brandy Alexander. Dude. No, just classy. You know what I mean? Ryan Lindgren's just a Budweiser heavy. Be <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool. Then Avery is some kind of shot, and then you hit the guy with the beer or something. No, like Sean, break- Sean Avery's a bottle of the most expensive champagne you have and a fucking cigarette for afterwards. There you go. That's uh, it. My other zero of the week, fans toss Kale on the ice as Kale McCarr was named the second star of the game. You nailed this. I didn't know how to put this into words. This is such a fucking Colorado move, and I yeah. hate it. 
Like Nate, you know, Nate McKinnon was all for this. I just, I don't know, man. I just think it's this. This is like the Carolina Hurricanes fucking, fucking clap thing that they. Oh, the storm like, surge. Like this is just Mickey. Mouse I, to be honest with you, I would rather if my if I had to be at a team, if I had to beat a game for a team I was supporting, and I had to pick between fucking kale being tossed on the ice to celebrate a player or the storm surge, I would vote storm surge. No. Well, here's the thing. The kale thing can't become a thing. It can't be like every time he oh, gets named. Totally totally and it becomes a thing. Become a thing. Oh, dude. I, yeah, but I hate the storm surge. I don't know. I hate both of these. And the this storm is the old man. Storm surge, like, I don't have a problem with because it's not a traditional hockey market. And I live down there. They got to <laughs> they gotta reel those people in. They fucking watch NASCAR, dude. It's there's the not what the fuck does that mean? We love NASCAR. Oh, it's the most boring. Well, the, the thing. new NASCAR sucks, but my go-to, honestly, like when I was younger, like 21, whatever, just starting to go to the bars and shit. Whenever I was hung over, like after Saturday, because NASCAR was on Sundays, I'd turn it on. And it is the best hung like hangover things to there put is, you to sleep. There's strategy, I understand. And it puts you to sleep, to but then you wake up and there's a crash and like you're not moving for three fucking hours and you're just kind of like on your phone. It's just like good bad. It's like the office, but like for sports. All right. I'll when you're hung over, if you're ever hung over, if you have fucking nothing going on, you're just actually it has to be when you're hung over. If you're dialed into it, it's probably a little rough. It has to be something where like you know what I mean? But NASCAR. But those are my heroes and zeros. I have a lot to talk about. I mean, uh, mine now? You're uh, up, man. You're all up, right, I'm going zero first. My <laughs> zero is Brendan Lemieux and his entire fucking bloodline. All right, be easy here. Be easy here. Because I like, I, if we could get fucking Claude on here, I'd shit my pants. If we could get Claude on here and it's over Zoom, I'll say whatever I want. To. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Claude Lemieux would beat the bag out of me, and he was a hell of a player, but he was a dirty fuck, and he no, probably he would admit it. He was. Who do they have? They had somebody else on Spin Chick. Let's talk about Claude, or Claude Lemieux and like all the stories. Was it probably Gomez? Gomer. It was probably was yeah. Gomez. And they the fucking he was saying, him. dude, yeah, like he sounds His like teammates loved him. All right, and listen, if Claude Lemieux played for the Bruins with Neely, they probably would have loved him. Can but, I can, can I tell you something? Why I don't really like Brendan Lemieux. I feel like he's. I feel like he thinks he's just like his old man, and he. I don't think he's anything like his old man. Oh, so he's got Max Domiitis. I think like. I mean, he kind of plays the way in terms of like being dirty, but Claude Lemieux could do it because he was a sick hockey player, and he, he showed still, up. Yeah, and he showed top, up in big game. Guy, yeah. Like I loved Lemmy because he would fight anybody on the Rangers, and I thought maybe there was a chance like if he kind of put a little bit together, like when we first got him, like maybe like a second liner is just like a shit disturber. But he he just didn't put it together. He has rock hands, like absolute rock hands. And other than that, like he's not the best skater. At the same time, he's blocking shots and he's fighting people. So like I'm into it. But like I think he acts like he's his dad, and he's dude. There's no doubt in my mind he bit Brady Kachuk. I don't know, man. There's no doubt in my mind. Did you see the Sean Avery thing? Sean Avery came on and said, well, you don't really know what happened. And he also said right. that you don't know if Brady Kachuk was like gouging his eyes. Cause he was, if somebody's gouging my eyes, I'm doing whatever the fuck yep. I can. Yeah. And I you love know? how Avery was like, all you fat fucks who play. With <laughs> yeah. <hockey>. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun just to be Sean Avery for a day? <laughs> I can't even imagine, man. He, he was, oh, dude. He was Actually, one of the polarizing completely carve us for an entire day. It would be hilarious. He, he was one of the most polarizing players to ever play hockey. Easily. Yeah, for when sure. he was on the Rangers, 
even when he wasn't scoring, if there's any sort of whistle and he was on the ice, it would always be like, hey, we're going to commercial. No, we're not. Sean Avery's yep. involved. Like, oh, every uh, single time. Legendary game. I think probably doesn't remember, but a legendary game when he was on the Stars. Oh, dude. Him and Avery and Ott. Yeah. That is rat. a legendary game. Was didn't Avery bury Lucic from behind and then like all hell broke loose? I'm well, pretty Gregory sure what Campbell, happened. Gregory Campbell and Steve Ott had a long running thing for years and it came to a head that game. I don't really like Steve Ott and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, I got a Steve Ott story why I don't like him either. Go ahead. Okay. So the Rangers were playing the Montreal Canadiens in the playoffs. I don't know if it was a tied game. The Rangers, I'm pretty sure we're on a power. Pl- no, I don't know if they're on the power play, but puck gets on net. Goes into the corner. Zuccarello gets it, passes it, and Steve Ott lit him the fuck up. And I get that it's playoffs. Zuccarello's five foot eight, and Steve Ott is gigantic and yeah. like didn't hold back at all. And then all hell broke loose. JT Miller had to fight Shea Weber. That didn't go well for him. Oh, and no, I just remember yeah. like, because you know, Zook's my guy. I like, yeah. if I was there, I would have jumped over the glass probably. Not, but like, that's what I would have wanted to do. Yeah. He yeah, would yeah. beat the wheels off me. I was like, what the, like, I just thought that was gutless. I understand it's playoffs, but like, I, and I know he's not Chara, but I don't think Chara would ever run somebody that small. No. Like, he would play hard that's on why, Remember, that's why Chara left the Capitals, because the way they play. I don't we know. We talked about that last week. We're All right, so here's my Steve Ott. Right now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Ott was lined up for a face-off against the Bruins, and I don't remember. What team was he when on? He was playing for Dallas, I believe. I don't remember. Effective player, though. I'm not sure who took the face off, and he went, oh, you're taking the face? And Ott was like, yeah, I'm 650. And he had his fucking stats. And I'm like, yeah. you're that guy who talks about your assist and goals at fucking pickup. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, that's a fucking – I forgot about that. But I think we can both agree he was a pretty fucking effective player. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, he was yeah. – like, he, he was – up as a player and a coach, right? You would want him on your team. He was he was the assistant coach for St. Louis when they beat the Bruins. You yeah. want him on your yeah. team because he was a hardo, but he would fucking he was tough, dude. Yeah, I, I I'll like still him. take Gregory Campbell over him. But that back to the Muse, dude. What else do you have for us? I no, just, that's I'm it. Out. Just fuck them. That was my zeros. Okay. All right. So can my hero of the week be an inanimate object? It can be whatever you want. That's why. That's why we do this thing. All right. Oof. So this happened today. Okay. And I was dared to talk about it on the podcast by my buddy, my buddy who was with me, Snoop, Johnny, Johnny K. Okay. So, me and Johnny today. Wait, we, Johnny who? Johnny K. Johnny Kinsman. His, oh, I his thought you said Keg. I was like, is this guy a big booze hound or what? Okay. No, 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 no. We play a great guy. We play hockey together. He lives around in the corner. Um, So, Johnny and I had to go pick up a circular staircase from a, a house that got demoed because he's we're repurposing it. So, we had a day today. <clears throat> we went down the South Shore, picked up the uh, staircase, came back. We went for lunch at this place. Great fucking place and then we went to a discount tool place to i get shitty brushes for work you know and yeah. stuff like that harbor freight do you have harbor freights love in harbor freight do you know they have like those uh it's four pieces of wood together and then four wheels underneath and you use them to put your snowmobile on so you can fucking push it around your garage and shit oh yeah harbor freight's a six door they have some good stuff some not you know so whatever so we're there and he goes dude i don't know if i'm gonna make it home I got the gurgle. <coughs> so he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> it blows out the bathroom. Love it. Right. So I'm in there still doing my stuff. I pay and I'm like waiting on him. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a leak. Cause I think I can make it home before my gurgle. hits. so I'm going to take a leak. 
Oh no, you shit your pants? No, no, no. So while I'm in there about to take a leak, I'm like, oh, it's coming. Like the baby's crowning, right? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I drop down and just blow All it right, out. You take a shit. Cool. All right. Right. Blow All it right. out. I look, no toilet paper. No. <laughs> no. no paper, no paper towels. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that not like one of the top five worst moments ever? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So oh. my sock sacrificed. Oh, man. And listen, that sock had a good life. It was a good sock. And we've all, we've all, we've all been there, man. I had to, I had to do it. <laughs> the <best laughs> of, we get in the truck and we walking outside and I go to Johnny, I go, you see anything different? And he's looking at me up and down and he looks and he realizes I only have one sock on because I had shorts on. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, uh, oh my God. And just burst out laughing because he knew exactly what happened. So then we're in the car. And I go, if this, if you had to do this, and I'm going to ask you the same question, would you take the sock and fold it and use it? Or would you put your hand in the sock to use it? Fold it and use it. Yeah, that's what I did. Yep. And I would also take off the other sock. Uh, it was cold. I didn't want it to go. I mean, I only did it one foot, you know. But he had shorts on. Yeah, but sh- my legs don't get cold. My feet get cold. But. All right. So yeah, so my sock, my sock is my hero. <laughs> Jesus. All right, that's heroes and zeros. The brownie <laughs> shit sagas. Uh, one more, one more. Three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. I came up with this one, which never happens. I don't know. How we added to it work. though. Yeah, but I love it because yeah. I don't I don't ever do it. You are the wizard when it comes to three stars. I ran out of three stars around episode 40, and <laughs> we're on 227. So the fact that this came to me, I was like, holy shit, this is this is and it's pretty it's not bad. So it's Cyber no, Monday, good. right? I like Cyber it. Cyber Monday right now. So it's gonna be top three things. There's two categories. Top three things you want for your NHL team you support. So the top three things you would want the Bruins to get, top three things I would want the Rangers to get. And then also the top three things you would want your beer league to get, vice versa. Okay. So let's do NHL. We'll both do NHL first, and then we'll both do beer league first. Fair. Fuck. I knew I forgot fucking something. All right. I'm going to start it. My number three star. I'm going to pay whatever Chris Kreider's doing to make sure that goes the whole fucking way of the year. Because this is the first year that Chris Kreider has been consistently doing something every game. It, it's true. Like, he hasn't really gotten lost. There's been games where he hasn't scored. He's still involved. He's in the mix. And you, and you talked about it. Maybe bring in Rebo. Kind of loosened up a little bit. You don't know. But regardless, Chris Kreider has become like a man this year. And that's fucking awesome. So keep going with that. So are you are you not a superstitious guy? <clears throat> um, Some things. I if I were you, I would have if if I was in your position, I would have never brought that up for fear it would have jinxed them. No, because we're doing three stars. And if it jinxes, no, I'm sorry. No, no. Oh man, not. I wish you didn't just say that. Fuck. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What's your third star, man? All right. So my third star, my third star of what I would want for my NHL team was I would want Dustin Bufflin type defenseman to shut up everyone, including your boy Farley. Because that's the only the only player that's gonna shut up all these people is a Dustin Bufflin type that can go end to end, that can break a hundred on a on a clapper, can light people up, 
and can play solid D. Yeah. Other than that, the Bruins are never going to not hear it. So that's my third star. I mean, you've had that for years with Chara, right? And now yeah. that's cool. well, Chara, Chara didn't have the offense, you know. Yeah, the offense, but you had that you had that guy in the back end that would fuck people up but yeah. contribute. Like Chara yeah. was on your Chara ran your power play for years, taking one. And then they put him in they? front for a little while too. Yeah. Yep. Good star. Yep. Uh my second star, Mika Zabinajad to start filling the net. Uh I want that's what we need. Right now he has four goals, twelve assists for sixteen points in twenty games. He has an 8% uh, shooting percentage. Last year, he had a 14. We kind of talked about him earlier. I need a little bit more from him. So give whatever, Mika, you got to do, but that's what I would want. Okay. My number two star is a uh, time machine for Patrice Bergeron to knock about nine years off his 18-year career because there's less time in front of him than there is in back of him. And listen, I if I ever meet him, I'm going to thank him for being able to watch him for the way he plays. And it's going to be a fucking tough day when he goes. I, I get that. I mean, I when Zuccarello left, like that was my boy. And I think he was just kind of like, he was not, he wasn't even like really the face of the franchise. He was just like kind of like a fan. He favorite. was your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Patrice Bergeron, I feel like that is with literally every single Boston Bruins fan. It's insane. I, you don't really see that. Normally, everybody has a little bit of a knock on him, right? Like, a veteran couldn't play 200-foot games. Sidney Crosby cried. Uh, Nate McKinnon's a fucking workout weirdo. McDavid's hasn't never gotten it done. What do you say about Bergeron? Right, it's right. insane. They interviewed, didn't they interview Valino? And they asked him about him. He's like, yeah, I can't stand it. He's perfect in every way. Yeah. Like, well, he also said that he came to Boston because of Bergeron's call, and his brother was like, I guess being brothers doesn't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking nuts, and it pisses me off because half of me thinks it's just fucking Bruins fans being Bruins fans, but, like, it's, like, recognized around the league. You don't really ever see anybody take a run at Patrice Bergeron, ever. You that know what I mean? Run. Like, it's just a fucking respect. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a good one. Uh, my number one star, the Rangers need a backup goalie. Uh Georg has two one one this year, which sounds okay, but he has a four point oh eight goals against and an eight fifty eight save percentage. What is this save percentage? Eight fifty eight. Yeah, that's not good. The worst among goalies. Um, you know what's going to happen too? They're going to pick. They're going to get somebody and like wait, cut him or whatever, or not resign him, and he's going to go light it up somewhere. I don't think he's going to light it up. That's why I wanted to get Eichel so bad. I think he sucks. I, I yeah, don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the Rangers, because the Islanders game. And the Ottawa game got canceled. They're going to have a lot more back-to-backs. So I think we're going to kind of find out soon what's going to end up happening here. Because Igor Sturkin can't play all these games. It's just not. You can't. Plus, you're going to kill him for the future in the playoffs, too. That's what I'm saying. So uh, a backup goalie is probably the Rangers' biggest need, in my opinion, right now. There you go. So, Well, my number one star is netminder-related also. I said one of the goalies that we currently have on the roster to turn it or Tuca if he comes back to turn into Tim Thomas circa 2011 and let's go fucking run the playoffs. That would be my number one wish for the team. Could happen. Yep. Good. Never know. All right. Well, those were our three NHL teams. Let's do our three beer league teams. You can start with beer league. All right. My, <laughs> my, my uh, Third star for what I would want for my beer league team. This is a lot. Oh, oh, and listen, the only reason that Jake DeBrus being traded wasn't my number one star is because it's going to fucking happen. So, all right. Sorry, I forgot that. Uh, three things I want for my beer league team. 
Hopefully, you just didn't jinx yourself, dude. Touche. Earlier ice times at closer rinks that you can drink at. That's my number one fucking, well, that's my number three wish for the beer leagues because we're going through this run of, so the upper league team is playing at a, a private school rink right now. And we were like, well, fuck it. We're just going to drink here anyways. Let's see what happens. The fucking gate. They have a huge gate that they close us in. And the, the Zamboni guy's like beeping his horn. We're like, who's that jackass beeping his horn? He's like, I'm closing the parking lot, you dicks. We're like, oh, all right. So we were like chugging them. Uh, and when, when we first agreed to join this league, we were going to play at a different rink. And I said to the guy who runs it, I go, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, this team is a full of functioning alcoholics. <laughs> And we need to be able to drink at the parking lot. And he's like, no, 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 I got you. And then we got stuck up at this moment for the first half of the league, and it sucks. Uh, and then the other team, we've been playing at the rinks where it's super strict. So tomorrow night, we're playing at a, a, rink, a rink that you can drink in the parking lot. So I envision a late night for good old Brownie. And I would like to start before maybe 10 o'clock. would be nice. So, Yeah, my, my number three stars also earlier start time. Along with, uh, so our rink does a thing where you get a beer card, and each week you, I think you get one pitcher. Each oh, you week. have a bar in the rink. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking pretty cool. I would like that to be unlimited. Let me ask you this: You have a ten o'clock game. What time is the last call in the bar? Oh, I don't know. I think normally when we get out, it's closed. No, oh. no, I think it's open because they they keep the Western Conference games on there a lot. They don't. So they do they adhere to Nashville? It, what what's Nashville's last call? Oh, I have no idea. How do you not know that? I don't know. I'm old now. I go out and I get fucked up and I go home. Oh, well, fair enough. Wow, I should know that. Yeah, sorry. Tough look. Sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. And earlier start times, man. Earlier start times are fucking huge in beer league. Agreed. So that'd be my number three star. Uh, my number two star, which I had actually this summer, if you remember that post where we had the pony keg and the spread, the barbecue at beer. <laughs> Yeah, I would like a driver to and from games with unlimited beers on and off the ice. That'd be nice. Imagine that. So you have a driver. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And you're sitting on the bench, and you give the old, uh, and they bring you, they bring you a couple of Wally pops there on the bench. I mean, that'd be pretty cool, dude. That'd be awesome. Unlimited beers. I'm gonna try to mix that into my vows whenever I get married. That your wife's going to have to bring you beers? Well, no, but, like, come to the games. And, like, so I can get fucked up. Oh, she'll drive you to the games? Yeah. You know, you're going to have to tie down a puck bunny, buddy. Well, I feel like I could probably do something in return to even that out. Maybe, but you better lock her down now while you can still play. Yeah, you're not wrong, dude. You're not wrong. Uh, My number two star. Fucking nice set of, like, matching sweat pants, sweatshirt, team apparel. Like a tracksuit? Like a tracksuit, but, like, not... Because, like, tracksuits weren't bad, but I feel like I just want sweatpants. Like, sweatpants, sweatshirts, something you can put on. Like and go one of those hockey. Adidas tracksuits. Yeah, and just, and just be fucking comfortable. You know what yeah. I mean? Because, like, showing up to the – I don't know about you. When, how, like, how do you normally dress when you go to the rink? Is that a weird question to ask? Because I always put on, like, if it's summer, I put on, like, athletic shorts. If it's winter, I put on sweatpants. Like, I never wear, like, jeans or, like, dress up when I go. No, to no, no, no. Uh, so – <laughs> it depends like lately because we're at these at these rinks where we can't drink mm-hmm. so i don't have to dress for the fucking temperature right mm-hmm. so i literally i wear super thin socks to skate in mm-hmm. uh so i put those on with burks 
and a pair of shorts and a and a hoodie. Okay. Like a pair of like lacrosse shorts, and that's what I go to the games in. So you keep you outside. Keep you keep. I still do like I still do sweatpants, but they'll be full sweatpants. You know. Yeah. No, I just I a nice. Actually, sharp that's what we should get. Why don't we make morning skates? Fucking. That would track be suits. We could do that. Dude, I'll buy. I'd buy one. You'll sell at least one. <laughs> Something that we can fucking think about, but that would be. Uh, that's my number two star. What's your or, or yeah, you're number one now. <laughs> you, you want to take a shot at what my number one star is? Uh, Jack Edwards to announce your beer league. No. Oh, that would be cool. But he'd fucking roast me. Uh, he'd be like, "Oh, there's Brownie. No effort on that one again." As he does the flyby like Jake Debrusk. Uh my number one wish for my beer league team is a one-wheel sponsorship oh to pay for the team ticket and then give me one for brokering the deal. I'm just going to keep saying this until it actually happens. You should just keep emailing them every day. Maybe. I Why feel not? like that's a bit much. No, I don't think so. You'll be memorable. Maybe. Like Charlie Moore. I said, I told you that story about Charlie Moore. Dude, I would email them every day. And at the right. beginning paragraph, tell the social we have. And then every day, it'd be mad funny. It'd be like reason one, why you why you deserve one. Write it down. Reason two. And then just keep coming up with reasons. Because like if I'm working for them and I see that like this fucking crazy dude really wants a one wheel. Should I, do has, it? I should do that on Instagram though, right? Has like a 60,000K following kind of thing with a hockey podcast. And all he wants is a fucking one wheel. And he's eating. Dude, I would fucking. Two one wheels. Why two? One for you. Bro, if we if you can pull off one wheel, you can keep one one Bullshit. wheel. Bullshit. You know how much they sell those things for? They can afford to give us two one wheels. I if I could just get you a one wheel, I'd be happy. Listen, if I get a one wheel, if one wheel, if you're listening, if I get a one wheel, I want to design it because you can customize it. Oh my it. god, now you're asking for two. No, 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 no. It's they they it's not like I'm asking for something special. If you go on the website, you can build your own one wheel. I think you can be okay with whatever one fucking wheel that they're offering you, dude. dude if I get, <laughs> if I get so far to get a one wheel, and then how much would that suck to not get the one wheel you want? It's still a fucking one wheel, bro. It is, but for them, it's it's a it's fucking nothing. That is literally like, <coughs> I'm trying to think. So the girl you've always want? No, that's gonna go fucking badly. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Forget it. All right, one wheel sponsorship. Yeah, one wheel sponsorship. Go ahead, right. your number one star. My number one star. Uh, this is such a hard out thing. I don't know if you've ever actually used one before a hockey game, and it's only happened to me a couple times where somebody brings them. Uh, smelling salts, like an endless oh. supply of smelling salts, and I think that we can make that happen with a potential sponsorship that we. We're working on that. Yep. Yeah, that would be fucking sick. Because I know it's like a harder thing, but have you ever done one? Mm-hmm. Dude, you fucking, you I are alert. One. Like alert. Was it the Rangers that they were? Sp- yeah. Lost Rondier and mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be, and I think that one's kind of doable. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, I think they're all, what was my third star? No, third star's not. But the first two, I think, probably make happen. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, that was this episode. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold Uh-oh. on. All right. So, I have, I have uh, a few more things. One is Mia Culpas, I think. Is that plural? So like Mia Culpa, like Mia Culpas, plural for like my mistakes. I'm like fessing up to my mistakes. I don't know what Mia Culpas means. Is Mia that what that Culpa means? is like like my. I thought, my it, was like, I thought it was a girl. Latin. I thought it was a girl. No, 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 no. Not M I A Mia. It's M E A Mia Culpa. It means like my mistake. Wow. 
It's Latin. Wow. I believe that it's one, Latin. That one went right over my head. I thought you were talking about some super hot girl named Mia Culpa. No, but that would be that sounds like it's a, a hot a, girl a, name. Lady. Um so I have some friends that listen to the podcast strictly to tell me things I fucked up, I oh, believe. I like that. So these they are some start things calling in. Yeah. The, yeah, we gotta do that more, right? Yeah. yeah. So these are some things. Uh, we were talking about Ryan Gets Laugh within the last few podcasts, and you said, Oh, he could play that 90s style. And I said, I think he played in the 90s, which would make him with over 20 year career. So not so much. They hot <laughs> brownie. So that was one of them. Okay. Uh when you remember I was I was trying to think of the way you sit. Dude, I'm the, an idiot. Getzlav got drafted in an 03 in that huge Essman draft. I should have yeah, no, no, I'm an idiot. Too. Yep. My bad. So remember, I was trying to think of what do you call it? Sitting at the blue line, like keeping the puck in. I was like, you're in the hammock. Yeah. It's called sitting in the rocking chair. I've never heard that. That's the like terminology. Because okay. you're like sitting in the rocking chair at the blue line. So that was another one. And then the, the last Wait, one. Hold on, dude. Uh, my dream is to have a lake house, like on any fucking lake. Yep. But I want, And it doesn't have to be a big house, but I want a wraparound porch. And I want farmer's porch and I want matching rocking chairs on it. That's like a fucking goal in life. I literally have, I bet you, cause we have a, the, we have a small house that we need to upgrade, but uh, <coughs> I have a lot of furniture that's in my wife's parents' basement right now. And there's gotta be like five different rocking chairs in there. I love rocking chairs. Dude, they're unreal. They're yes, just like, they if you put them out on a porch, dude, and you're just fucking, you're just chilling. Like, yep. Yeah, it's, you just got done mowing the lawn. You sit in the rocking chair, crack open a fucking twisted tea, high as a fucking kite, listening to Fleetwood Mac. Come on. <laughs> that was super specific. Um, that's never been done before. What that ties in with my last Mia Culpa. Okay, so uh, my concert, the concert three stars. Yeah, I've heard from no less than ten people <laughs> that how did I not pick Jay Giles Band? Who I know you don't know who they are. Jake Isles Band? No, good Lord. What am I Jay, doing with the names right now? Jay Giles. Jay like Giles Green Spring, Benefold. We talked about this. Okay. Right. You remember the we no, you don't remember this? I don't I don't remember Jay Giles. Jay Giles, Boston band. They were my number one Boston band. And I used to we used <laughs> to listen to them before before games. I, I approached the drummer yeah. and I was like, Oh, you're my pump up song. Yeah, like, yeah, get, yeah. get away from me, you weirdo. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so I heard from no less than 10 people like, Oh, you're such a Jay Giles band, but they weren't you top three stars. I'm like, my bad. So I uh I'm gonna take out um uh public enemy and put in Jay Giles band. So those are my Mia Culpas. <laughs> And then the last thing I wanted to bring up yeah, to that's you. That's a Mia Culpa. That's a Mia Culpa. Uh, my last thing I wanted to bring up to you, we talked about TV show recommendations. Yep. Oh, good call. Yes. Amazon Prime. Do you have Amazon Prime? I have the Prime. Have you seen the show Wayne? I don't think so. What's it about? It is a, a violent black comedy about a high school kid. Okay. And I'm telling you right now, it might be the best thing I've ever watched on TV. It's called Wayne? Wayne. Okay. As in Gretzky. I'll have to, I'll have to give it a go. I am telling you this. I watched this show. I want to say the first season is eight or ten episodes. I think I watched it in two nights. It okay. is fucking awesome. 
It's got actors that you know, actors that you don't know, and it is fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, and last thing, I want to tell you this, or before you go, <coughs> we were talking about that Lock and Key show? Yes. You know how the keys whisper to the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to give anything away. The house we were staying in up in Maine, first off, when my daughter plays by herself, she'll, like, whisper. And I kept walking by going, what? What? Because <laughs> remember, I've been drinking all day. And they also have a septic... <laughs> They have a septic septic system with a little like breather valve. Take whistle shits, dude. What's that? <laughs> you take whistle shits. You could, but you but you hear you when you walk by the septic system, you can hear it vent. You can hear like water running. Yeah, and I was like, there's someone in there. It was oh, just yeah. like the show, dude. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Yeah, so for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm and, out Wayne. I can't recommend Wayne enough. Watch Wayne. You will love it. I'm actually watching a show that I think has Wayne in it too. John Wayne Gacy. That's the guy's name. I recently mm-hmm. just got a buddy's Peacock. Um, it's fucking creepy. This guy was a fucked up individual. I've only seen the like first one, but if you're into like creepy documentaries, uh, you can just uh, definitely check that one out because it's fucked up. Oh, it's- the serial killer. Like we talked about this beforehand. Yeah. There is something like the, the FBI at one point said there's like 40 to 50 serial killers operating at any given time in the United States. Which is insane because I feel like they would make a documentary about all of them. Well, they don't even caught him yet. That's what I'm saying. That's fucked up. Well, they're not going to make a movie about it until they catch the guy. So I just, I found out. And you know, there's never been a right. woman serial killer? That's a, that they know of. True. Um. That could be wildly me, what did somebody tell me? Fuck. It was about the John... God damn it, I forgot what it was. What somebody was it about? It was about this John Wayne Gacy thing. Fuck. Wasn't he the guy who dressed oh, up as a clown? Oh, the Zodiac Killer. Did you know that they just found oh. out who that was? Yeah. A couple weeks ago. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have anything else for the people at home, man? <laughs> no, I do not. All right. Do as always, friend. though, there God is. bless you, you glorious bastard, Jerome McGinley. Jerome McGinley, shout out. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.